Cryptids and Omens, and welcome back to another episode of My Boyfriend's Record Collection. My name's Amanda. And I'm Jason. And this is a podcast where we talk about relationships, music, and our relationship with music. Each and every week, we pick a random album from My Boyfriend's Record Collection and discuss the album, the vinyl, the critical reception, and how it makes us feel. What album are we talking about today, Jason? Today, we are talking about the sophomore album from singer-songwriter Leanne LaHavis, Blood. Which is funny, because... um. This definitely has one of the most metal names yeah. that we've had, or one of the hardest names of any yeah. albums we've covered yet, but it's the softest and sweetest and most ethereal album we've covered yet. So, I, uh, speaking about uh, uh, talking about the album name, I, I didn't know this until I started uh, looking at the Wikipedia article just to get you know, the basic uh, facts down. Right. Uh uh, Havis cited the album as an homage towards her Jamaican and Greek bloodline, Aww. which in turn inspired the album's title. I love so, that. Yeah, th- there's a whole thing in here about how, like, after her uh, first album, she um, uh, traveled, she, like, did a tour and then traveled to Jamaica Aww. to, like, reconnect with her roots. And that's where a lot of this album. Right, because she from. is from Great Britain, right, Leon? Yes. She, uh, it just says English. Uh, yep. Singer songwriter. British. She is British. <laughs> She's from London. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we're 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 doing we're doing Blood by Leanne Havis. But this before is, we get yes. into Blood, it's time to check in with the My Boyfriend's News Corner, and yeah. I'm so excited because we <laughs> finally <laughs> get to talk yes. shit about Ronnie Radke. Yes. that's right, folks. <laughs> this is a Ronnie Radke hater podcast. Yeah, buckle in. I. Uh, the first time we did this, I like briefly mentioned that we didn't get to talk about uh, what Ronnie Radke was up to, but all I had to do was wait a couple of uh, <laughs> weeks because re- uh, I'm just, I'm le- I just typed in Spirit Box and pulled up the first article. So reading from Revolver.com, Spirit Box drop off, falling in reverse tour. Uh, oh my God, I hate Revolver. Um <laughs> On Friday, March 10th, the fast-rising Canuck band. Is it Canuck like a slur? I mean, it's, it's a slur against Canadians, which is kind of a slur I, against the British government and colonialism. Yeah, so it's, I would need to know more about the entomology yeah. of the word, specifically I, where it came from. Like, if I call someone a Canuck, it is definitely a slur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my friend Crystal always says, bless your heart, and I mean that as a slur. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Crystal. Um. Anyway, they deleted all of their posts uh, talking about the popular mod store, which they were uh, set to perform six shows with. And then the only statement they've released so far is just, we have withdrawn from the six six shows that we were scheduled to perform on the popular mod store. Now, for a little bit of context here, uh, Falling in Reverse is, I mean, it's just Ronnie Radke. I think I like It's kind of like very much a panic at the disco yeah. thing like it used to be like five or six dudes. No, I think it was always just Ronnie right here. Really? Yeah, I mean I mean there was always people in the band. Right. But Falling in Reverse is the band that Ronnie Radke started after getting fired from So he Escape started his career as like <laughs> Yeah. The current Brendan Uri but like thrash metal. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say thrash. He's like a scene core guy. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't know that because I've never really listened to Falling in Reverse. No, it's or, bad. Uh, 
What was the other name of the band? The Escape other... the Fate. Escape the Fate, yeah. Escape the Fate was very much like emo fashion core right, so type. It's, like, if it's you ever weird to, like... that I didn't get into them. Yeah, it is kind of. Right? Like, if you ever listen to like 18 Visions or um, the first two Avengers Sevenfold albums or yeah. anything like that, like you kind of get the idea of what Escape the Fate sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atreyu. They, they kind of sound like a Treyu. They kind of sound like blood on the dance floor, too. And I do mean that as a slur. <laughs> so, yeah, he got, you know, Ronnie Radke notoriously hard to work with. Everyone hates him. He got kicked out of his first band after their first album. Um, uh, you know, controversial throughout his entire career. That's kind of his whole deal. And his most recent thing is some older allegations, I think. I think of, so, like, yeah. abuse, st- like, kind of came back up. And then, like... Again, like, this is just one of those situations where how you respond to allegations mm. says everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pull it up because uh, I didn't think to pull this up beforehand. And I don't feel like going to Ronnie Radke's Twitter. But I re- he basically, like, he quote tweeted the person. And basically it was like, oh, you're like a dumb lying bitch. Why would I ever sexually assault you? And then, uh, like, instructed his, like, followers to, like, harass this person. So literally what every piece of shit abusive yeah. man in history has reacted when someone said you did something horrible yeah. to me no i didn't and if i did i didn't mean to and if i did mean to it's because you fucking deserved it you fat bitch it's one of those things where like everyone is like coming at spirit box trying to be like you know oh i can't believe you like dropped off this tour because of rumors and allegations and it's like at that point when you respond to that poorly whether or not the allegations are like true is almost is almost is beside the point is like yeah like because, this is a guy with millions of instagram yeah, and like and twitter followers at least from the perspective of a band that's like going on tour with them it's like well whether or not he assaulted this girl like i don't want to go on tour with this guy absolutely not you know like he seems like an asshole absolutely not and see this is yet another instance where i desperately wish that fox's fox news's version of cancel culture was real because if it was and if bad people you make one mistake and your fucking career's over ronnie radke would never have survived 2010 because i think that's when these allegations are from i remember some like 08 ish or is it older than that no it's early it's it's more recent than that I i think this one is from like 2019 or something gotcha yeah it's not even that old i mean he has other allegations too yeah like you want to go down a sad rabbit hole this this isn't this isn't ronnie's uh this isn't ronnie's first rodeo with this um you know and it it kind of is getting to a point where it's like if there's smoke there there's fire yeah definitely definitely it's like not only are these allegations consistent, it's like over a long period of time. Right. And like not only is he a terrible person, he's yeah. a terrible musician. Yeah, that's oh the my thing. god. Regardless, like falling in reverse fucking sucks, dude. And this is coming from somebody that like loves Fallout Boy with their whole chest. Their music yeah. is bullshit. As a matter of <laughs> fact, you said you hadn't listened to Falling in Reverse. Oh no. Or I wanna pull up Oh no. Their most recent song because it is so hilariously bad. Oh, I think I'm about to have some psychic damage inflicted. Yeah. I think we're all about to have some psychic damage inflicted. (laughs) Hey, kids, uh, you like uh, Tom McDonald? Oh, God, no. (laughs) This is Watch the World Burn by Falling in Reverse. Yeah. I got voices in my head again 
tread carefully and I'll medicate. <laughs> oh god, I didn't even let him finish the sentence before I started like I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to steal me of this energy. You know what's really interesting about Tony, Todd McDonald, Tom McDonald? I don't know. Yeah, if that's yeah, no, what no, that you got it right. It's Tom. What you know? Yeah. McChucklefuck <laughs> and Ronnie Radke. Is they love to say everyone's against yeah. me, spending all their time hating me, and it's like, dude, a fourteen-year-old girl said your music sucked once on Twitter, right. and you went, what? Like these guys cannot handle any criticism whatsoever, and if there is any criticism, you're just a hater, and so I am. I am proudly a Ronnie Radke and Todd McDonald hater. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that because that's the thing. The the last the last time I was going to talk about falling in reverse was just because this song came out and a lot of people, and it's, and it's like, it's still a pretty popular song. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's got plenty of people giving it love, but Ronnie is such like a narcissist Mm -hmm. that he, he's one of these people that like name searches and he will quote tweet anyone who says like his song is shitty and and he'll like threaten to fight them and shit. And you it's know, so a, a tweet that has like five likes on mm-hmm. it, if that. And he's he's just such a fragile little child. And it's he so never funny. grew beyond the MySpace days. His fans are about to unlock a whole new level of misogyny when uh when they when they start reacting to the spirit box thing. Yep. Uh, or, or when Ronnie, because uh, I don't think he's I don't think he has said anything about um this tour yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to his Twitter right check now. Check in with uh, my boyfriend's news quarter next week, folks, for yeah. an update on the inevitable bullshit, horrible thing he's going to say yeah. about Spirit Box. Yeah, keep keep in mind, uh, the <laughs> this segment in general dates this podcast because this episode isn't coming out for almost two weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, there, there's going to be uh, so much more context for this by the time it comes out. Um. But yeah, I am on his Twitter now, and from what I can tell, yeah, no, he hasn't tweeted anything since since again. The only thing he's done, the only thing he's done on Twitter, uh, is retweet. Oh my god! <laughs> Apparently, they're doing a uh, special one-off show. Opening in Los Angeles on June 9th, opening for Event Sevenfold. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, wait. And so it's Event Sevenfold at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles with special guests Falling in Reverse and Pussy Riot. I hope Pussy Riot beats him up. What is, like, that? there is no cross section no. of. Like event sevenfold and falling in reverse makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know they, but they, I would say they probably have relatively similar fan bases at this point. What is Pussy Riot doing there? Like that, that crowd is going to fucking hate Pussy Riot. Yeah, because like, uh, I mean, even just from the misogyny standpoint aside, like yeah. it's just a vastly different genre. It is. Pussy Riot is kind of this weird subgenre of experimental punk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely started out as more as a. Uh, like a straightforward punk band. Right. And lately they've kind of delved more into like, like aggressive hyper pop, I yeah. guess, whatever you would call yeah, it. Like they what, have, cause um, there are a lot of, 
what Alice Longu Gao does. They yeah, kind of do and they're on several Dorian Electra tracks. Yeah. Um, they are also infamously enemies of Vladimir Putin and therefore yes. my friend. Well, that's the, I mean, uh, you know, Pussy Riot uh, originally got famous because they, they're a Russian band. Mm-hmm. And hashtag um, free Pussy Riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, you know, everyone, like everyone's most frame of reference for Pussy Riot is that they got arrested in Russia for uh, opposing Vladimir Putin. Yep. Like, you know, they basically got arrested for being punk. But, you know, (laughs) I think this might actually work out because I do know for a fact that uh, all the members of Pussy Riot are usually armed, generally with Switchblade. And uh, normally I would be very concerned about an all-femme group being around Ronnie Radke, but I don't know. He might get stabbed if he tries anything, so I feel a little better about it. I, I wouldn't mess with the girls from Pussy Riot. Absolutely not. They're not afraid of Vladimir Putin. You think they're afraid of your like little emo bitch ass yeah, MySpace right. face? Like. Uh, so. Anyway, getting back into some happy topics, some loving topics, some yeah. cool, cool lemonade on a hot day ass music. Yep. Let's so, get back to the album. Yes. Leanne Laheim's Blood. <laughs> uh Yes, uh, Leanne LaHavis. Havis. I said LaHimes. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, she's one of the Haim sisters. <laughs> oh, my God. No, uh, so this album was released on July 31st, 2015 on Warner Brother Records um, following the release of her critically acclaimed debut album, Is Your Love Big Enough? There was a three-year gap in between these albums. It was produced by a lot of people, mm-hmm. honestly. Um uh, I think that reflects positively, though. Normally, that can yeah. be a negative for me, but this thing is so smooth and so mm-hmm. polished and just so like clean. Right, it's working. No, I mean notably, uh, uh, it was produced by Mark Batson, who has worked with uh, Alicia Keys, Dave Matthews, Leanne Rhymes, you know, uh, Fifty Cent, Jay Z, Maroon Five, just everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Epworth. Uh, who's worked with Adele and Florence and the Machine and Rihanna. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Matt Hales, who is, is... Oh, he's the guy from Aqualung. That's cool. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. He, he, he probably plays a lot of the guitar on this album, I imagine. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. Don't you love how much I, like, discover during the recording of this I album do. instead of doing all of this research? You know, beforehand, as if this was a professional operation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have litter boxes in our office. There's nothing (laughs) professional about this. But uh, notably, it was produced by reggae producer Stephen McGregor. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, that's she during her stay in Jamaica. She met up with this uh, uh, very like notable, uh, uh, you know reggae producer mm-hmm. and he ended up helping work on the album that's awesome um it released with five singles but uh only th- three of them got music videos uh we have unstoppable what you don't do green and gold midnight in tokyo and i think that's it right I think oh uh, mm-hmm. that's four no, I just said them really fast. Midnight, oh. Midnight in Tokyo are two different songs. Oh, I thought it was Midnight <laughs> in Tokyo. That's fair. I see. <laughs> uh, the generally positive critical reception has a 78 uh, uh, album of the year score. That's a um, 
Oh, hold on. Let me go back to the overview. Okay. Critic score 73. User score 78. Uh, rate your music as it's sitting at a 3.5 out of 5. It's generally positive. I'm going to spoil this. Uh, you know, we usually do the like one star and two star reviews at the end right. of the show. I couldn't find any. <laughs> the, the lowest reviews I could find for this album were like three star reviews. And mm-hmm. even those, it, it was like... This is a really good album. She's a really good singer. Some of the songs drag on too much. But I love that about her. Yeah. She takes her time. She lets it breathe. But at the same time, she is very respectful of our time. Yes. How long is this album? This album is about 40 minutes. Yeah. Roughly. Hold on. When I, pl- I screwed up Spotify by uh, going to that uh, Falling Reverse song. Oh, my God. It's and- broken. Yeah. Spotify has committed seppuku. Are you serious? Um... But yeah, it's about 40 minutes. Uh, why is it? Why is this happening to me right now? <laughs> Ronnie Radke heard us talking I shit. <laughs> it, like, it wouldn't let me just go right back to the album. Uh, and then the like continue listening thing just wasn't showing up. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it was a mistake to have all of all of all of this operation tied to spotify i mean really the the real mistake was listening to falling in reverse that is always the real mistake kids and uh no actually if any of my friends are listening to this and that you like falling in reverse i do not think less of you but know that ronnie radke is a gigantic piece of shit that will take advantage of you given the opportunity yeah (laughs) oh my god for legal purposes that was a joke (laughs) okay i got it almost Spotify is being so slow right now. I think it's because I have this uh, web page with the auto-playing ads up on the other page. Okay, there we go. That was entirely my fault. 100%. That's okay. Uh, we are going to jump into the first track, the first single, Unstoppable. Love this track. Oh, I forgot to mention that's 10 tracks at 40 minutes. Gotcha, gotcha. Have a nice uh, ethereal opening before we get into the, the song. Mm-hmm. It fits the lyrics mm-hmm. so well. Like, it genuinely does kind of feel like you're just like floating in space. Yeah. Lost for 
darkest reaches of space to another galaxy. Our polarity shifted around. There's nothing else left holding us down. And it's just gravitational. So that's a little bit of a change of pace from what we uh, typically listen to here. It's definitely uh, not death metal. No. It's not, not like uh, indie niche rap. Nope. <laughs> this is, I think I actually forgot to say the uh, genre. Oh, yeah. So, Rate Your Music has this listed as pop soul, neo soul, smooth soul, contemporary folk, and singer songwriter. I feel like all of those are accurate in their own specific yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she needs all those tags. Yeah. And uh, another thing I could have been talking about while I was trying to get Spotify to work is uh, our history with oh. this. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you have any history with Leanne? No. Lahavis? This okay. is, um, well, okay. Maybe not no completely. So back when I was doing my Redken artist training, um, when I was training to be an educator for a hair care product line. Um, me and my friend Samira uh, would drive down to Duluth and I know at least two of these songs were on her regular playlist yeah. like I think one of them was unstoppable but that's about as far as my history goes back with Leanne Le Havis and uh, I regret that very deeply because I love this album so so much right I think when we were listening through the first time there was at least three or four songs that I was like this is gonna be a someday wedding song yep and this one and that one over <laughs> there a too a lot, lot of wedding songs on this album yeah. I would say because it is very much a love album it is like, it's not there's not a lot of breakup songs not a lot of like sad songs like yeah I feel like this is the perfect um intro song to this album because it's Mm -hmm. it's like very joyful yes and this is something i talk about a lot on the podcast um like the way tracks are laid out Mm -hmm. the way this album is laid out is just exquisite like the spacing of the singles and like the slower stuff getting into something a little bit more unbeat like this last track unstoppable Mm -hmm. but i love this song because it does remind me of like early in our relationship where i was like you know going through some stuff (laughs) well we'll just call it that some stuff and like i wasn't sure that i was ready for this committed relationship and to have like you know a house full of cats with you but it just felt so right it yeah. felt so just what i needed that right. it was it wasn't like it like i didn't have a choice i definitely did but it did feel like magnetic and that's yeah. uh, that's why i love this song <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i uh i discovered leanne the Havis in 2015 i was going through kind of a like a, an alternative r&b phase um, I was getting really into like SZA mm-hmm. and um, uh, 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 Jamela, uh, Jamela Jamil, Jamela Hill. Jamela Jamil is the actress. Jamela Jamil is I, the I actress. I think Jamela Hill is who I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, because um, Jamela Jamil is on The Good Place. Yeah. As the not um, nice lady. <laughs> but uh, I heard the song What You Don't Do in some TV show. I can't remember what show it was. Mm-hmm. But I just remember being like, oh, that song is pretty cool. And I was like. That was when I was like actively looking for that type of music because I wanted to kind of branch out. 
<laughs> a squirrel has crossed the threshold. Oh, my God. Night anyway. is falling. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, you know, listened to that song. I loved it. Uh listen to this whole album and it immediately became like a staple for me for a while um this is genuinely one of my favorite like soul albums mm. one of my favorite contemporary r&b albums uh you know it just it, it ticks so many boxes for me um that yeah and then i bought the album like the second i saw it in a record store i don't even, yeah i don't even remember exactly where i bought it but uh, it was one. It was one of those. I was like, "Yes, I need this." Yeah. <laughs> Especially since at the time I did not have any soul or like R and B or anything like that on vinyl. That's pretty wild because so, like you have a considerable amount now. Yeah. Like so, it kind of surprises me to learn you only started like really collecting like seven years ago for like your R and B and soul. Well, to be fair, I started collecting in general about. 10 years ago okay yeah i don't know why i thought you were like in high school no no no. i didn't i didn't i think i bought my first record when i was like 19 and even that was only because it came with a hoodie that i really wanted <laughs> it was it was it was the uh it was the reissue of he is never coming back by gaza Ooh, um, that's a fun album yeah my first my first vinyl was he is never coming back by gaza <coughs> but yeah uh it's a great song mm-hmm. and then very fun excellent mm-hmm. way to start the album yeah one of my favorite love songs i mean there's like four songs on here that i could describe as one of my favorite love songs I yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to uh the second the second song the third single green and gold the by far the most popular song from this album i mean rightfully so sitting at 79 million streams on spotify so let's hit it friend 
Uh, real quick before we before we get into it, can I just say uh, uh, how happy I am to be doing an album that has some simple song structures right. again? So I have like easy concrete moments to start we, fading the song out. We got a chorus, we got a bridge, yeah. we got a pre-chorus. Everything <laughs> is in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this is actually one of the fun ones that has um, artist annotation on Genius. Um, specifically, like, verse one, six years old, staring at my nose in the mirror, trying to dip my toes in the mirror, thinking, who's that girl? It's about her life and growth from youth to adulthood, talking about her mixed heritage and growing up in London to Jamaican and Greek parents. Yeah. And green and gold itself is actually a reference to the Jamaican flag. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, she'd just come back from Jamaica and the, the Jamaican flag is green and gold and black. And then when she's talking about the ancient stone, she's actually specifically talking about the island of or well, most of the islands right. in Greece are made of solid stone. But, you know, ancient stone, I feel like yeah. fits there very well. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to lie. Uh, I definitely just kind of assumed because I, I never paid too much attention to like her eye color. I just mm-hmm. kind of assumed that like her eyes were maybe green. You know what I mean? I mean, I, maybe. Because it has that line, you know, dreaming of the green and gold, just like the ancient stone. Every sunrise I know, those eyes you gave to me, mm-hmm. you know, that let me see where I come from. Yeah. So I just kind of assumed that, like, the green and gold were, like, maybe her and her parents have, like, the same eye color or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm not sure but what that makes color her sense. eyes are. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's a really sweet song about yeah. your heritage and kind of figuring out who you are. And I think pretty much everyone can relate to, especially particularly mm. if you're femaline, like staring in the mirror and trying to figure out who is this person that I'm going to be, that I want to be, that yeah. I need to be. Uh, and having that little existential crisis as a six-year-old. Well, she's not having an existential crisis at, a, at six. No. I was. <laughs> but that's in a completely different story. Yeah. And beyond that, it's just... A very good song like that that chorus is so earwormy it is but in the best way and and her voice is so like soulful and kind of uh it just rides over the instrumental it just glides over it it's it's so effortless you know what this song is Hmm. this is the best description for a song i think i've ever come up with you ready okay pink starburst yeah. this is a pink starburst song yeah. i want it all over my brain like forever yeah. i love this song yeah. <laughs> oh man we watched uh the music video for the we want i mean we watched all the music videos yeah this one's particularly cool because it's got yeah. like they shattered this mirror along a right. wall in like a geometric pattern and there's these really beautifully shot like close-ups right and, it's so smoothly yeah, edited. It's a very, very, uh, very well shot, mm-hmm. well lit music video. It's almost more of an art piece than a music yeah. video at times. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, the mo- her most popular song. Yeah, there and is. like I said, I feel like rightfully so. I feel like this speaks to a lot of people. Yeah, it makes me wonder if it was in something. Like the crazy like usually when there's a crazy jump in streams like that right is because it was featured on like a soundtrack or something Let and me people see. know it from somewhere uh i will move on to uh the second single third track <laughs> uh what you don't do this is the first song i heard from her and this is what uh drew me in Everything but the truth 
rom-com about like right. a couple that's been married for a long time and being secure in your relationship and this yeah. really just captures that feeling again right. relating this uh, very heavily to my personal experience in our relationship yeah. it's like it really is it's what you don't do it's like mm-hmm. i don't like we were talking the other day about how previously some people you've dated have wanted you to post them on social right. media more and like how that would like that was like what they needed for you to prove yeah and I just never even thought about it. Right. You know, because you were just so loving and reassuring and everything constantly. Like, I don't need that from you. Yeah. Although you do do it. Right. <laughs> like, I, I will do. say you do. But like, yeah. And it's just, it's like, I don't have to like manage your life. Yeah. You don't rely on me to like be your like momager. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. It's very much a like, um, a, a, a song about like, completely like understanding your partner and being in that relationship and i i i think it's great because you you don't get a lot of songs like this that are about like like that comfortable stage exactly the relationship like it's always about like the rise or the fall right yeah the relationship the the you know the like it is you know it's always about the the grand gestures and right. stuff like that it's nice to have this like very simple very sweet love song mm-hmm. just about you know uh uh, uh just appreciating yeah. the, the person that you're with and it also like just in the instrumental and the backing track and like in the intonation of her voice it just captures that joy of being understood and understanding somebody mm-hmm. so completely and it's ugh i love it yeah. I'm going to be gushing over this album a lot. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I mean, that's completely fair. Like I said, this is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. And I think, you know, who's really going to like this album? Mm. Our moms. Yeah. Who that... are presumably listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> we love you. Listen um, to this album. You'd like it. <laughs> I have almost definitely played at least. I've probably played this song. I think you have. Because um, I think that was the first time I heard it. It's also the most full like pop song yeah it definitely uh, hits all those like poppy happy notes yeah it in has, my brain it has the brightest instrumental mm-hmm. you know because this album m- most of leanne Le Havis's music in general not just this album is like very stripped back mm-hmm. um and this is kind of like the closest to like a big triumphant pop song she does definitely this uh, is like i think 
the lemonadiest. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that in the Beyonce sense. I mean that in the, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess this is a music podcast. What other sense could there be? Right. But like, you know, that feeling of like just a refreshing drink on right. a hot summer's day. And like, I can see where, since this album was released in the summer um, down here in like the genius, like about, yeah. it was like described by the metrop metropolis metropolis. I know how to say that word as a gem for the new and upcoming world of summer pop. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I wouldn't even... See, that. that's interesting because to me, this album doesn't read as like summer pop album. It reads more as like winter, like snuggle, like around Valentine's Day. Like yeah. it, it's cold and you're snuggling by the fire. Be to me, it's both, but yeah. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, this song has much more of a summer vibe to it. Than a lot of this, like once once we get to like wonderful and midnight, yes, definitely that's know? very like a snuggled on the couch playing like Mario yeah. Party, like which is exactly how we listened to this <laughs> album last night. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, above all else, this is a soul album, mm -hmm. you know, and <laughs> I the cats are wrestling in the <laughs> next room, and all I saw. Was Jack's butt and Dahlia's feet kicking furiously? Yeah. Jack is a fluffy Maine Coon and Dahlia is a cat that I found on my crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that almost definitely is not going to get picked up. I kind of hope just like a little bit, like yeah. in the background, goes meow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, getting back to what we're supposed to be talking yeah, about. Uh, moving on to uh, another. Uh, a, a non-video single mm -hmm. um, oh yeah this one did it. this is the video that I commented that it, it kind of looks like something from Bo Burnham's Inside it kind of does where it, it's very like the whole video is it's like in the 4 by 3 aspect mm -hmm. ratio and it's kind of her like going through like being shot through like plants yeah and stuff. you know it's all just very dream like definitely lighting. like it's it's like Bo Burnham's Inside in the best way possible. It, it, it is visually similar to that Instagram song from that. A white woman. Yeah, that one. A white woman's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I ran one of those. I found that song very funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I, list, I watched Inside once. I enjoyed it and then never went back to it at all oh not me baby <laughs> oh man that that album was my primary source yeah. of dopamine outside you and the pets for a minute <laughs> <laughs> anyway this isn't a podcast about bro burnham this is a podcast about leanne lahavis yep and let's we're going to tokyo hell yeah it's playing Oh, this has like a longer intro. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. There. Uh, okay, now I'm starting to hear it. Beautiful.
Uh, so good. It, it really is. The, In the words of Rina Soyama, it's just another song about Tokyo. But oh my god, this is one of the best ones I've ever heard. And as a weeb, I have heard many songs about Tokyo. I, I love how it also immediately uh, validated my point. Yeah, on a cold, cold night. <laughs> yeah, I just want to hold you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where we shift into the winter phase of yes. the album. Um, yeah, no, I love it. This is mm-hmm. kind of, this is probably the perfect distillation of the phrase pop soul like this is like a perfect middle ground between pop music and soul music where it kind of it has that soulful like it's a very sensual Mm -hmm. song and leanne lahavis's voice is very sensual but that's also just such a catchy catchy chorus also just like I mean, comparing yourself to Neon is very pop. Yeah. You know, from a lyrical standpoint. And I love, like... Because the thing about Neon... Do you know how Neon works? I don't, actually. So, um, it's basically different gases. Like, Neon right. is its own element, and it typically glows yellow. Argon, I think, gro- glows red. Somebody in the comments, please tell me how wrong I am and, like, explain it to me better. But basically, different yeah. kinds of gas <laughs> are put into these, like, heated lamps. Mm-hmm. And they, like, light up that color. But you do have to be really careful to not get them too close to each other. Right. Because they can, like, break if they touch. And then you gotcha. got all this glass and all this poisonous gas all around. And, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just watching our one cat use the litter box. He's oh my such. God. He's he's not even burying anything. He had three feet out of the box when he went. <laughs> I don't understand how our house isn't more of a mess. But I, we thank you, Jonesy, yeah. for your deposit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I obviously I love this song. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll just move on. <laughs> sorry. From there, that kind of. <laughs> I kind of killed it. Derailed. I'm so sorry. A little bit. Uh, anyway. I would blame Jonesy, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> this song is called Wonderful. Oh, I love this song. Oh, my yeah. God. I've been walking around the house singing this song mm-hmm. randomly mm-hmm. for the past week and a half. It's so good. Did the world get a little bit colder? No, eyes are just a little bit Older, so slow we were bound to fall over. Did the heart grow a little bit harder? Too much, too late, too far, too gone. Electricity lingers in our 
just so smooth. Right. And this is like the first um, kind of hint to where the next album's going. Yeah. This is definitely like... This is more of a breakup song, I think. A little bit. It's kind, kind of a pre-breakup I don't know. It's, no, I, I would say it's it's a... This is a like long after the breakup and like yeah. and like maybe maybe you meet up again for lunch or something and, right it's and very the, wistful and, and those feelings like come rushing back mm. you know mm-hmm. uh you know where you say you know wasn't it wasn't wasn't it wonderful yeah you know wasn't it wonderful uh uh, you know, you, you can break the circuit between us, but the electricity lingers. Oh, God. You know. And, like, later in the song, there's, like, a line she, where she's, like, near dawn, I'm searching for the sunrise. Remember when you put the stars into my eyes? Mm-hmm. And she is the only person that I could feel, like, I feel like could pull off a lyric like that, and it God. sounds genuine. I mean, that that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that this album... It feels like uh, part of the reason I love it so much. It feels so sincere. It really does. Like, it's got that intangible quality that, like, she believes everything yeah, she's singing. You know what I mean? So much emotion. Yes, and behind like every line in this album. Yeah, and I, uh, for a very different reason, I, I said this about the singer from Cattle Decapitation, <laughs> yeah. but like Leanne uh, Lahavas is just such. Her voice is truly an instrument. Right. You and know, it, and she knows how to get every bit of performance out of it that she can possibly get out of it. And mm. I just, I love her and I love that for her. Yeah. And part, part of the re- we watched um, their, uh, her uh, Tiny Desk concert. Mm. And part of the reason I wanted to watch it is to uh, prove a point to you. Like, the way she sings, like, it just seems so effortless. Like, exactly. Like, the voice just kind of comes out of her like that. There's no, like, strain exactly. or anything and, like that. Like, it's definitely, like, it's apparent that she's had, like, she's worked really hard to get her voice yeah. to this point to her- where it is effortless. But mm-hmm. it really is, it's like watching, like, a Russian ballerina, yeah. you know, glide across the stage right. her, that's been doing it for 20 years, you her, know? Her, like, control, the command mm. over her voice mm-hmm. is, like, unmatched. Yes. And uh, that will be... Oh, actually, hold on. Before we get to the next song, I was going to say, we're halfway through. Let's yeah. talk about some vinyl. Which I'm actually excited to talk about. It's so pretty. I, oh, my I God. Love, I love this record. Um, It has this, like... So... When I originally saw this album, like, on streaming and stuff, I was like, oh, the album cover's, like, fine. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah. a cool, like, it's soul, like, R&B album cover. It's a very nice photograph of her. There's a, it's on a, like, yeah, I mean, you'll see it mm-hmm. on on the, on the, on our uh, artwork and on our Instagram. Yep. Um, if I ever remember to do that. Um, <laughs> maybe I should take over the Instagram. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just her on, like, a pale pink background. There's, like, a marble, like, halo around her with some nice plants. Now, on the streaming version, it actually has a slightly different album cover. Mm-hmm. Where her name is, like, in real big block letters over. Yes. Whereas on this... It's just kind of like at the bottom, and I like so, I like it better on the vinyl because yeah, like 
Also, she is just so incredibly beautiful. This is where I'm going to sound like a simp. But, like, <laughs> it's funny that she did turn out to be Greek. Like, right. if you know, when we found out she was. Because she looks like a fucking goddess to me on yeah. this cover. And she's just wearing, like, a navy blue shirt and some, like, really nice trousers. Right. But she just has this, like, otherworldly glow. This is actually, I think this is the outfit she's wearing in the Wonderful video. Oh, or, yeah. no, no, the Unstoppable video. Yes. Um, but anyway... Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is like, I didn't love this album cover until I saw it on mm-hmm. vinyl. There, there's something about like it's it's so high quality. This this jacket is like really thick and it has like a texture to it. It definitely there's a purple or not a purple a pink gradient going on too that you really don't see like as yeah. much on streaming. Yeah. And on like the cardstock that they used, it's like this beautiful like matte kind of cardstock, and yeah. it just it's gorgeous. It's very nice. It. Reminds me of like really expensive business cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's some Patrick Bateman shit. <laughs> especially with the especially with the back just being uh, white marble. I love that with just some like yeah. soft pink text. Yeah. Like graphic design is my passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then even even the um the inner the inner jacket the inner sleeve is like printed. Mm-hmm. It's very nice thick cardstock. It has all the lyrics on it. Yep. It follows the same like marble and pink motif yep there's some ferns and And, some palms and birds of paradise and then the album itself is just so clean it's a very it's 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 a standard black vinyl but it's a uh, 180 gram pressing it's nice and weighty um it's just a very very high quality record yeah no none Um, of that like weird interference between tracks or anything it is just so impossibly smooth yeah i can (laughs) I kept, uh, when we were listening to this record last night, there were like th- uh, three times on Sunday I kept getting up to flip the record because I thought that it was over. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so quiet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just such a clean pressing, which is mm-hmm. great because her voice comes through so crisp. Yeah, this is on one it. of those ones that even yes. though it's not like a Fleetwood Mac or like, you know, like an early Jack White mm-hmm. that was like specifically recorded to sound good on vinyl. I mean, I been, think I it know. sounds better on vinyl. Yeah, this is definitely uh, when we started this podcast, I definitely said one of the things I wanted to do during this segment was to ask you specifically right? <laughs> if you ever hear like a difference. Yeah. And this is the um, first time I feel like I've really yeah, heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I, I will straight up say that, uh, uh, whether or not you hear a difference in the vinyl between, you know, between vinyl and streaming 100, dep- 100% depends on like the vinyl itself. Yes. Um, and like how it was mixed, what yeah. like the actual physical vinyl was pressed as, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um that's 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 the record. Very clean, very mm-hmm. good. This one is of my one. Favorites. Um, if I ever saw like a vinyl me please special edition, even though we already own it, yeah. I would probably buy it just because we both love this album so yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. This is like one of the only ones I would do that with. Yeah, you know, there's like a very limited number of things that yeah. we already own that I'm like, oh, if there was a fancy one, like if there was like a pink and like marbleized or pink and white marbleized mm. vinyl for this, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, I have um. A pink and white marble vinyl for uh, the self-titled St. Vincent album. Oh, shit. Yeah. I hope we do that one next. Yeah. Or I hope we do a St. Vincent soon. Which is funny because that one is a vinyl, we please. Oh. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a record of the month. It was just like in their store. Gotcha. But uh, of course I got it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. How it's St. Vincent. Not? It's a great album. And it was on pink and white marble. It looks so good. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So we're moving right along moving into track right six, along. Midnight. Midnight. 
Just her voice is an instrument. I'm gonna it's, keep saying yeah, it. Yeah, it's so good. And this is so I have I have refrained from saying this um this entire time because there is there is a an a, a accompanying EP for this album Ooh. Uh, called Blood Solo, which is basically like acoustic renditions of <gasps> all of all of these songs. Most I like I would say I like the acoustic version for most of these songs mm-hmm. more. Um, but I kind of didn't want to say that for all of them, but midnight, yeah, this one, the acoustic version of midnight, she hits this vocal run that I'm about to try and find, uh, in the song that is just absolutely insane and is what like really solidified her as like one of my favorite vocalists, um, should be right around here, I think. And you all could be. And you all could be my honey There's no other way So come now, hurry, hurry I don't miss this train People think I'm crazy Yeah, right? She's just, she's fucking incredible Like, oh my god Just like, that, like, I, I said it before But that, like, control over her mm-hmm. voice like she's not hitting she's not doing like a, a run of like random notes or anything like she's just belting that and it just sounds so like her voice is so crisp yes and it's oh, like yeah, I keep saying that we do but like you know just some background on it you and i have both yeah. taken voice lessons yeah we're young and our youth and like the amount of training you need to do to have that much control. Like you can be mm-hmm. born very talented. And I'm sure she was born with like a golden yeah. voice. But like even like Florence from Florence and the Machine yes. has said like what really gave her what she has now is the practice and the work. Right. And she, oh my God, does Leanne put in the fucking work? She de- like as a matter of we watched um there's a clip going around Twitter right now of like an American Idol tryout. Yes. Where, where the girl is like <laughs> The, the the phrase is singing in cursive mm-hmm. where, where where you sing with that like that like indie girl like accent yep to your music and um Katy Perry is just constantly being slow down enunciate enunciate she you says know? enunciate so many times and it's so funny because she's in a very Katy Perry like cow print outfit right. and she's the only person actually like coaching this girl to yeah. do better because she has the girl in question actually has a good voice right but you can tell she has not put in the work to get the control well yeah that's the thing she's mm-hmm. uh, she clearly hasn't 
had like any training or mm-hmm. anything like that she's clearly just emulating singers that she likes right and you know, like she's trying to sound like SZA or she's yes. trying you know uh uh i i just blanked on the other name i was trying to honestly she was kind of trying to sound like lana del rey a little bit yeah you know yeah and like the dangerous thing about sounding like lana del rey is well for starters you might sound like lana del rey mm-hmm. but also she does lana gets away with a little bit of singing and cursive just because of who she is right and um, I, for one, am glad that Katy Perry is taking a stand against that. I'm yeah. not a fan of hers. She married Legolas, and I'm still bitter. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Leanne Le Havis is kind of the perfect example of, like, um, the, like the exact opposite of that. Very much she so. She enunciates so clearly. And, like, every every line she, she sings just comes through. Mm-hmm. You know, even when she's speaking or singing quickly, like you can yeah. really, like, good lord, there is a cat fight happening. I'm so sorry <laughs> that this episode has been it. so pet heavy. Uh- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also sort of like the Jack White album we recorded last week. Uh, I'm exhausted and hopped up on energy drinks. Yep, so, yep. So it's also going to be a little all over the place and kind of rambly. But I mean, that's why people love our show, right? Yeah, right. That's totally why. It's not just because they love us. Yeah. We got, uh, I got I got told uh, by my father over the weekend that uh, we need to uh, we, we need to shorten these a mm-hmm. little bit that they're too long. Yep. And I am responding to that by making this one even longer. Wait, what are we on now? We're um, we're at just about an hour. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Take that, John. Yeah. I love you. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and much like much like the length of this podcast, this next song is grow. <laughs> yeah Maybe. yeah yeah that, that sure was a segue yeah, i mean it's not not the best but... the yeah. she flex her range it's like yeah. what two minutes yeah <laughs> um but yeah you know it, it gets a you know this is kind of the first we're seven tracks into this thing and it just kind of gets some like noise and guitar in there yeah oh, just a little bit on the chorus yeah just a little bit more snare yeah like you know to emphasize where she's really mm-hmm. like belting right, some of the yeah, chorus she's really trying to put some power behind this one 
Plus, um, like, I just, I am a sucker for, like, any kind of spooky intros. So, like, mm-hmm. I resisted the charms of Evil's yeah. arms. So she stood by my bedside speaking in tongues. Like, I'm fucking here for this. <laughs> my little spooky butt. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I think this, a lot of this song definitely came from her uh, trip to Jamaica, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say. I think so. Um, but yeah, I don't honestly don't have much to say about this. One. It's weird. This is not one of my favorite tracks, but it does get stuck in my head every now and then. It does. It's yeah. like what's interesting about this album is even my like not my favorite tracks. I I do find myself going back to them. Yeah, you know, like I'm like oh I like this one and yeah. I like that one too, and I'll just listen to the whole album again. Yeah, I mean, which is easy to do because it it's, it's it's not it's not a crazy long album. Respectful of yes, our time. Very respectful. I mean the the longest song here is the first track yep and then after the second track there's like oh never mind i was gonna say there's nothing over four minutes but that's wrong but anyway moving on to ghost another somewhat noisy song you know relative Mm -hmm. couldn't say was only yesterday but yesterday so far away what's the TA don't tell me you need me I am estranged and I'm overaged the trouble it may be there's still a part of me that has to know what you have to say. On and on we go, always with the ghosts of us in tow. Stuck somewhere between a friend and foe, round and round we go. the song i thought it was i think oh i like this one though it is um, no i I like this song a lot yeah um, it's interesting because it's not about love it's not explicitly about love it could be but um i don't know about you but i've i've had to write some people off over the years that it's it's like i kind of wish i did know what they have to say to me now even though like ultimately i don't care it's just kind of this little ghost on my shoulder you know right yeah i think this is uh, I'm looking at the the lyrics in the second verse. It almost seems like it's about, um, like being in a new relationship, but still having feelings for someone else. Like, right? You know, I should have warned you what was in store, but I was so so sure that I wasn't haunted anymore. Yeah, you know, not mm-hmm. not forevermore. On and on we go, always with the ghosts of us in tow. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it, I, I could it could be read like that. It could just be read as, um. Just any type of guilt over, yeah. like, any past discretions. 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's something I've been working on a lot in therapy. And my therapist yeah. says guilt is a manufactured emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not something humans like naturally feel. It's something that kind of society conditions us to feel, particularly in relationships. Right. And particularly when you're femaline. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like we're just kind of expected to just always be there for people. But there are some people, there are some ghosts in your past that should just remain ghosts. Right. No matter how much you want to hear what they have to say, you do not need to get out the Ouija board. Yeah. Please, God, don't. Even I don't fuck with that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then musically, you know, it's another mm-hmm. slow acoustic. This is probably, you know, the most acoustic song. Yeah. On this album, probably. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah. If I didn't like it so much, I would say this is where people are probably like thinking it's like a little. It gets a little. Yeah. Bit, but I it's get so it. short mm-hmm. that I'm like, I mean, it does it though. Can right? Does does three minutes? Is that long enough to say like something drags on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I can kind of, I guess if you're, like, not into any type yeah. of soul music, I, I can... Yeah, like, this is definitely hitting both of our brains in all the mm-hmm. feel-good places. So I imagine if somebody had a brain that was not wired to, like, soul or neo-soul or, yeah. you know, like, singer-songwriter stuff, I could see that. But I right. love it. Yeah, it's great. I'm kind of bummed that there's only two more songs yeah. on this album. <laughs> what, would, you, would you say that you can never get enough? I would say <laughs> that I can never get enough. So let's talk about Never Get Enough. Yeah. Oh, this is the song I was thinking of. Gotcha, that makes sense. Yes. And when I hear you play that particular song, I go and you stay. As I lay wide awake, thinking what the hell have I done? Enchanted by the way you dance at the kick of my drum, I'll go. That's why, like, this is kind of the same structure as um, grow. A little bit, but um, yeah, I was I forgot about like the riff that comes in yeah. in the chorus, and this is is this the only part on the album that her voice has like any distortion or I editing think so. on it? Yeah, because yeah, it it stands out a lot, and I don't hate it. It's not in a bad way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not crazy about this song actually. You're not? No, I mean it just it just kind of feels a little disjointed. Yeah. You know? Just and a bit. Especially when Grow is already on the album. That's it's like true. It, it's it's two songs where it's like soft chorus or soft, soft verse loud chorus. Yeah. But this one's like it's a little crunchier. Yeah. It's it a little is. noisier. And I like that. I'm, yeah. I, it's a little more punk rock. Yeah. Specifically I, it's a little bit more British punk rock. Mm. I definitely don't hate it, and I mm-hmm. think it speaks to this album that I had to get to the second to last song. Yeah, before have, you were like, Meh. To have literally anything negative to say about right. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, we'll just move on from there, because I don't really have much else to say about this song. No, I don't either. Yeah, I think the, it's time we give this album 
a good goodbye. Mm-hmm. Which is the final track on the yes. album. Final track. <laughs> This yeah. one gets me. This one gets me very hard. Yeah, it's a very like, it's a great closer. It's super emotional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could feel my chin doing the wiggly yeah. thing that it starts to do when I'm about to cry. Oh I mean, yeah, I got choked up a little bit too. And <laughs> not only do I, I'm, I like generally don't get choked up at songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with some very specific exceptions. Yeah, and this is one of those exceptions. Yeah, huh? and uh, I also like I also. Cause, so this song is like pretty obviously about mm-hmm. death, I think. Yeah. So I'm very lucky in that I haven't really had anyone close to me die. Right. You because you're both both sets yeah. of your grandparents were older when they became parents right. to your parents. Right, and... yeah. My I lost my grand like my grandparents pretty young. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where I didn't know them that well. Right. So uh like, this kind of feels like it's about, I'm guessing it's about either her father or her grandfather. Right. Because um, we, we don't, I mean, we don't know why she went to Jamaica. I mean, it was definitely to, like, yeah. connect with her roots and for a pleasant trip, but maybe she was there to say goodbye to somebody. Yeah, that's and fair. for me, it, so I lost my grandfather when I was very young, but we right. did all of his hospice care, so I have all these incredible memories, and oh, Lord, I'm going to cry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I thought I could get to, like, episode 20 before I cried right. on this thing. But um, it's it's hard to describe that sense of loss yeah. when you're a small child, when someone that is so in your life and is so present and is so just attentive and loving like my grandfather was, um, even though I don't know if I believe in an afterlife anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've kind of been going through this kind of soul-searching era, but I know... Even if our energy goes nowhere, he is still with me. Right. Because he taught me how to say the word cunt. (laughs) 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 Um, And uh, if there is an afterlife, he's either screaming at me or laughing his ass off at that right now. (laughs) I I think part of what makes this so effective, and this kind of shares like the other songs that choke me up, Mm -hmm. is that it's... um, 
it's not overly written. It's not. You know, it's very simple and it just mm-hmm. hits at that very, like this line right here, like just reading it kind of makes me choke of the, I don't need faith. I just want you, you know, yeah. that's a, such a powerful line. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just, yeah. especially like, you know, I lost a couple friends over the course of the pandemic and mm-hmm. it just, it really speaks to all of that sense of loss and that yeah. they're gone, but no one's ever really gone. Right. And, um, uh, you know, going reiterating what I was saying before <laughs> is just that her voice really sells it. Mm-hmm. Like you can just hear the you, heartbreak and emotion in her voice. Yeah. Too. Like, or if you're an empath like me, you can yeah. literally feel it in your chest. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, 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 for sure. Like, and you know, I think that's what makes this album so powerful. Absolutely. You know, is that like. You like you you feel what she's feeling mm-hmm. during these songs. Like it's just the whole album, and I think it's part of. It's also why I like the acoustic uh, EP almost more, even though it doesn't have this song on it. Right? Because I mean, what were they gonna do to yeah. it? Yeah, but um, it, like it's so intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, the way they recorded Leanne's voice is that like. I mean, I don't know how they recorded it, but it makes it feel like she's she's sitting right there. It next really to you. does. It feels like, like she's come to sit with me in my time of crisis and is just right. softly singing. It's okay because yeah. no one ever leaves you. And you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there is no like post processing on her voice. Yep. There's no distortion. That's just there's what no, she sounds like. You, there's no like doubling up the vocal mm-hmm. lines or. You know, adding a bunch of background vocals or anything I don't like think that. There's it's any just... backing vocals on this? Are there? There, there are in some okay. songs. Like there's back, there's backing vocals. Oh no, no, vocals I meant in... on this last track. Oh no, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> yeah, there's some so. definitely. Yeah, there's there's the guitar. There's the little bit of string mm-hmm. uh, swelling, which also uh, helps. You know, the emotional impact. I think. And uh, hopefully we won't need this for a long time, but uh, this is the song I want for my memorial service. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Right? Because um, it's comforting, but it is also heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, we just keep saying it. She's just so sincere in her delivery. Yeah, yeah and it, it's it's a perfect closer mm-hmm. for this Definitely. album, too. Definitely. Just absolutely, you know, absolutely, like, this is a, a a nine to a ten out of ten album. This is definitely know. my first ten out of ten. Yeah, I love this album. I have cried so much listening to it. <laughs> um, favorite tracks, least favorite tracks, is really hard. Yeah, because for me, like the first six tracks on this album are literally perfect. Same. You know, um, if I had to pick one, and it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd probably pick Wonderful, I think. I, I'm, I'm between Wonderful and Green and Gold. Yeah. Yeah, Green and... Like, depending on what day you ask me, yeah. it's, it's going to be different. And, right. Uh, I think it's obvious that my least favorite song was Never Good Enough. Yeah. But... <laughs> you know, it's yeah. still a good song. It's just when you put it up against, especially, yeah. like, the closer and, like we said, the first yeah. six tracks, it's just... And I have to pick a least favorite. We, we do. You know? We do have to pick a least favorite. Do we have any negative reviews? I know you said you couldn't really find any. No, I mean, yeah, the like literally the lowest review on um, album of the year was like a sixty percent, and um, Jeez. yeah. So these takes are um, not exactly blazing. Oh, Everybody was pretty much like, "Yeah, this is really good." <laughs> let me get back to these user reviews real quick. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and it, it's a 60, and it literally just says, she's always been a quality artist. This proves it, definitely. I love that. That is <laughs> like, my favorite, like, worst review we've yeah. had so far. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every review is either glowing or at least positive. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no, there's no people that are being like, you know, this, this album is... It, it, it's garbage it's ruining no soulmate, which is, but i mean like to quote trixie mattel look at the material look at yeah. the lyrics look at the production like, look at the like how everything lines up so well and really the only tracks that are not right. just absolute bangers are on the very back end yeah, like there's, just there's, there's literally nothing to pick apart no. with this album it's like the only way i could see anyone not enjoying this album is if they just don't like this kind yeah, of music like, at all. yeah if you don't like soul music or singer songwriter yeah. like if you're not into like coffee house type music right right you know maybe but even then like i feel like there's enough pop songs on here to right i think balance that out i would be controversial and brave and mm-hmm. say anyone could find something that they love about this album. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's just so much relatability here. It really yeah. speaks to the human experience. Once again, 10 out of 10. I think, even if you don't love it, I think it would be impossible for anyone to be like, this album sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, again, look at the material. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, even if it's not your thing, it's impossible to deny that it's an incredible, it's a very high quality record. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up well we uh, got one more thing to do well, well we'll do the plugs first yep we'll do the plugs first um you can, <laughs> <laughs> let's do plugs and then we'll get to next week's album uh follow us on twitter and on instagram at mbf records pod follow me on twitter at frequency shifts and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at amanda moonchild for my chaotic real life instas and art and moth content check out spicy pisces crises on instagram yeah and next week we are doing the impossible kid by aesop rock oh my god yeah we're, we're journeying back to esoteric hip-hop but like it's a different um, kind of esoteric it hip-hop. is and i'm kind of that song also has uh uh an incredibly heartbreaking song about death Oh God! So, oh God! I'm gonna cry again. Oh yeah. no! Oh dear! <laughs> so get get ready for that, uh, dear dear listener. And uh, I'll bring my tissues. Yeah. And we're gonna have a good time. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.